So I don't speak at church often. Um, but when I do, um, I always start with sort of saying, okay, Lord, what do you want me to say? Um, what do we need to hear from you? Um, and it's usually some time in advance because I'm not pressurized. Usually I usually know well in advance what, you know, the, the dates I'm going to be speaking. And then after spending some time in prayer, usually I just kind of know where I'm going. I trust that the Spirit of God sort of stirs something and I kind of know, and I usually have fairly clear narrative. Sometimes there's everything like zing, 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 but mostly fairly clear narrative, and I go off, and I study, and I read around whatever it is that God has prompted in me. Now, ironically, <laughs> this time, I found it really, really difficult, and... So what I did was I did go off and I studied every reference I could find to listening and hearing in the Bible and um, came across a great verse in Deuteronomy chapter 30. And it's Moses speaking to the people of Israel and he says, now choose life so that you and your children may live. And that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice, and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life, and he will give you many years in the land he swore to give your fathers. I found that really encouraging. Choose life, live, love the Lord your God, listen to his voice, hold fast to him. But I'm not going to use that one today. <laughs> that one's a bit of an aside. It was just really, really good. <laughs> and um, so I thought, first of all, we would establish a bit of foundation. And Simon has already done that beautifully for us when he got us to sing just now of our God who is just so amazing. But... Come with me to Luke, if you've got your Bibles, chapter 11. Verses 9 to 13. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone, are you hearing this? For everyone who asks, receives, and the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will you give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? 
if we can go back to the presentation. Thank you. Our God is good. He gives good gifts. Are we convinced of that? And so we ask, does God speak today? I hope that within you there's a resounding, oh yes, 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 yes. Surely yes. Not only do we have the word, Jesus is the word. The logos in the original Greek, the total message of God to us. Our God is in essence a community. He is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And he chooses to commune with us, to draw us into that community. So knowing this, our next question is, how does he speak? If we're listening, how does he speak to us? Through his creation. Romans 1 verse 20. You'll have to excuse me, we're jumping through lots of different scriptures this morning. So Romans 1 verse 20. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made. And who amongst us has not seen a sunset that just blows your mind. So beautiful. A gift of God to us. He speaks through scripture. Hebrews 4.12 For the word of God is living and active. And week by week, and hopefully day by day, but, you know, maybe even a few times a week, we look to Scripture, both together and in our individual lives, and we are challenged and we are encouraged because he speaks to us through his Scripture. He speaks to us through the Spirit. John 16, 13. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. And the Spirit can reveal things to us in everyday life. Actually, there was a, the last church I was at, there was a speaker once, and he was talking away. He used to pace when he was speaking, and he was telling us, and he was a lovely, wise man, and then he stopped, and he looked into the fellowship, and he said, there is somebody here who is committing adultery. 
You think it's a secret, but God knows you need to do something about it. And then he carried on with his preach. <laughs> and we were all like, oh. um, but the spirit of God had spoken into him a truth about somebody's life. And actually, we did find out that there was a visitor to the fellowship that day, somebody's brother-in-law, and he was having an affair. Um, But the Spirit of God can speak directly into us. And sometimes we have to be brave to speak that on. It might not be anything as, as dramatic as that. It might just be that person over there looks in need of a hug or a prayer or a word of encouragement but the spirit of God can speak directly into us and it is for us to listen another way that God speaks is through circumstances in Acts 10 verse 44 Peter is speaking about Jesus to a group of people, a group of non-Jews, a group of Gentiles. And the Spirit of God comes upon those people. And he goes, well, what can we do but baptize them into the way? God, the circumstances are that God has moved in their lives the same way as he's moved in ours. The Jews didn't think that the Gentiles were going to be included necessarily. But they were, and the circumstances just meant that he couldn't ignore it. He couldn't ignore what God was doing, what God was saying. So sometimes circumstances, that happened to us too when we lived for 30 years on the Isle of Man. And we thought after a while we might come back, maybe we'd come back too. To England, our family was all here. Our children had grown up and established families, not on the island. So, and we we did that Christian thing, where you sort of say, "We're waiting on the Lord's timing," but we think that maybe, you know, we're looking in the future to head back to England. We. Um, We were going to visit our son in New Zealand and we saw a house in Lim. We were in New Zealand six weeks. By the time we came back, we owned that house. So the circumstances just meant that, well, yeah, God's done this. God's in this. This is what he wants God also speaks to us through people. Hebrews 1.1 In the past, God spoke to our forefathers at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. The life and the words of Jesus. And also in Ephesians, it tells us to build each other up with our words. Now, whatever your interpretation of the word prophet is, and I'm not going to go into that today because that's a whole wall study on its own, but to speak the word of God into other people's lives, 
as a matter of fact, God can speak to us anywhere, everywhere, and in ways that you might not expect. He spoke through a donkey. The full story is in Numbers 22. And it's referred to in 2 Peter as well. He spoke through a donkey. So do we expect to hear from God? I just want to share with you, this is one of my favorite authors. His name's Mike Iaconelli. Unfortunately, he has passed away. But he talks about listening to God. And he's, in this passage, he's just um, had communion with the family at home. And there's an 11-year-old boy called Joshua there. And Joshua blurts out, Sir, how can you hear God speak to you? Where this question came from, I have no idea. I paused for a minute and said, Well, Joshua... If you listen very carefully, you will know when God speaks to you. It may not be an audible voice, or it might not happen right away. But if you really listen, you will hear God speak. The trouble with children is that they believe you. Immediately, Joshua squeezed his eyes, scrunched his body into listening mode, and started listening. I had given Joshua the adult answer to his question, never expecting him to put the answer to the test so soon. I heard him, Joshua yelled. I heard God speak. I honestly don't think any of us in the room really believed that Joshua had heard God speak. We were trying to be nice, but we weren't expecting God to actually show up. What did he say? I asked. I was patronizing him fully expecting a childish response. Joshua looked straight into my eyes, his own eyes wide with wonder. He said, don't forget me. A boy's risky curiosity had brought him into the presence of God. And he talks further in this book about wide-eyed listening. Sadly, by the time we are adults, most of us have lost our hearing. By the time we are adults, we have decided that listening to God is less important than knowing about God. By the time we are grown, we have jobs and children. The noise of our lives has increased to such a level that we couldn't possibly hear God because God rarely shouts. He whispers. There's a TV advert doing the rounds at the moment. I know not many people listen to like terrestrial TV. Everyone skips the ads, but um, it's for a Peugeot car. And it's all about how the car has an allure 
that draws us. And it talks about things that speak to us. Things that whisper into our soul. It's a car. And I'm sorry if there's some petrol heads here. I find find that quite offensive. But, But it reminded me there is someone who whispers into our souls something that is worthwhile. God whispers into our souls. So I suppose you could say God spoke to me through a TV advert. Our job is to be open, to listen, to respond, obedient listening. James 1.22 says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. Another author that has inspired me recently, this guy, Steve Aisthorpe. He's talking about rewilding the church. I don't always necessarily follow what he's talking about. But this bit, Leslie Hamilton Messer observed, the trouble with listening is that you don't know what you're going to hear until it's too late. Listening is a threshold activity, a risky venture. Who knows where it will lead? Is this not the analogy that Tolkien was painting when we overhear his young adventurers reflecting on the wisdom about the road? It's a dangerous business, Frodo, going out your door. There's no knowing where you might be swept off to. We face a constant choice between a life of unconsidered momentum or listening. With the inherent risk of hearing, well, who knows what. We either learn to listen to God or we settle for doing our own thing. If God is good, if God is gracious, if God gives good gifts, it's worth the risk, surely. It's worth taking the risk. After this period of reconnecting, we're going to naturally be looking forward, aren't we? What comes next? What comes next? And we want to hear what God has for us, both as individuals and as a fellowship. So it's worth cultivating a habit of obedient listening. If you listen and you act upon what God prompts you, it builds your faith. It builds the faith of others. And why not? After all, it's Jesus who calls us. What have we to be afraid of? My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me.
We're going to just spend a little bit of time in worship and listening to God. As we go into that, let's pray together. Just use this time now to bring before God those things that are buzzing around in your brain or weighing heavy on your heart. Those things that you do need to lift before him in prayer. The situations, the people. And know that our God hears. And know that he is the one in control. And know that as you draw near to him, he draws near to you. Father, we bring our worries and concerns to you. We lay them at your feet. Jesus, we bring our sins and our follies to you and acknowledge your grace upon the cross. Holy Spirit, we bring ourselves to you and ask for your infilling that you will lead us into truth. Amen.